0: As I go out, I want to call your attention to the screen to our scripture for this morning where I'll be reading from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. When I finish reading the scripture, we have a custom here that we affirm it together. This is God's word for us. So I'll say this is the word of God for the people of God and you all respond, thanks be to God. Hear now God's word for us. Now these are the commandments, the regulations, and the case laws that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you to follow in the land you are entering to possess. So that you will fear the Lord your God by keeping all his regulations and commandments that I am commanding you. Both you and your sons and daughters all the days of your life and so that you will lengthen your life. Listen to them Israel. Follow them carefully so that things will go well for you and so that you will continue to multiply exactly as the Lord, your ancestors' God, promised you in a land full of milk and honey. Israel, listen. Our God is the Lord, only the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your being, and all your strength. These words that I am commanding you today must always be on your minds. Recite them to your children. Talk about them when you're sitting around your house and when you're out and about, when you're lying down and when you're getting up. Tie them on your hands as a sign. They should be on your forehead as a symbol. Write them on your house's doorframes and on your city's gates. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. What a wonderful day we're having together. Our preschool and kindergarten has sang to lead us in worship. We get to baptize baby Isabel. Our children from our children's ministry signed the Apostles' Creed as we set it together. Kudos to all the parents and family who are involving their kids in the life of the church, this community of faith. Because raising kids is hard work. Can, yeah, thank you. Can I, can, I, can I get an amen? And it never ends. Raising adult children is hard work. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Raising ourselves and each other is hard work. Can I get an amen? We want our kids to be fantastic. And we want to be fantastic. And we have the highest of hopes and dreams for our futures and theirs. Especially when we watch the Braves or T-Swift or Royal Coronation. Those experiences almost subconsciously connect. With our dreams and aspirations for ourselves and our kids. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's so much more. I read something from the Dalai Lama recently. He said, if children only sharpen their brains at school, there's no guarantee they won't go on to make trouble. To balance their keen brains, they need a warm heart. The more compassionate they learn to be, the more useful members of society they're likely to become. I might tag a little corollary to that and just say it a little differently. The more faithful members of society they are likely to become. To be who they are, to be who they were created to be. You've heard the expression, "It takes a village." I've been experiencing that this weekend. My wife has been away since Thursday, uh, serving at a spiritual retreat called Walk to Emmaus, and uh, she comes home this afternoon. It's, it's been, it's been me and the three kids. Or the three kids and me. I'm not sure what, what order to put that in. We've made it. But Friday, picking them up from school, we had a middle schooler to be picked up and two elementary schoolers to be picked up who all had to be picked up at the same time. Loose. Thankfully, my wife's parents live in the neighborhood. And uh, so they were able to help out. Pick up one and I'd pick up the other. But you know what I mean? It takes a village to raise children. To, to raise people. To be faithful. It takes a faith-filled community to raise a faithful person. It takes a church. Like, I've heard stories from people in this church who moved to the area, started a family, made their way to this congregation, and found adoptive grandparents who would be helpful for them and supportive, just like you know, I experienced with grandparents this Friday who found relationships, connections, support that have literally changed their lives. Those stories are floating in here among us. Because, see, it's, that whole it takes a village is not only true for us when we're children, it's true for us, and maybe even more so for us in adulthood. It takes a village. It takes a church, because the fact is, it's hard to make friends as an adult. I mean, it's tough to meet people and sort of develop those relationships, and we do it a lot easier and naturally as children. we got maybe less responsibilities or whatever the case may be, which is why I'm thankful for Cameron Wilson. Cameron's in here. I saw your email, Cameron. He sent an email out to a bunch of folks in this church or connected to this church who you might call young adults. And he just said, hey, we we ought to get together. We ought to spend some time with each other and be there for one another. So if you would count yourself in that crowd and you didn't get that email, we can help make sure you you get it, that invitation, and just see what might be brewing there and to be there for each other. Just reach out to the church. We'll connect you with Cameron. Being a faith-filled community to raise faithful people is actually what this scripture is all about. It's from Deuteronomy chapter 6. And just to set the scene a little bit for you in that passage of Scripture, this is Moses talking to the people of Israel as they prepare to cross over the Jordan River and into the promised land that God had promised them for generations. And Moses and his generation are not going to get to go. They've led the people as they've wandered in the wilderness. And God has said they will not be the generation to enter into the promised land. It will be the generation... Coming after them. And so, Deuteronomy is kind of a record of Moses' last thoughts, the things that he remembers and wants them to remember about God and about their life with God and, and a vision for who they can be. And so, it's in this sort of statement of what matters from Moses to the people of Israel that we read these words. And in fact, there's a particular piece of this passage that's called the Shema in the Jewish tradition. It's because the word listen in there, that's our translation of the Hebrew word, Shema. Shema Yisrael. Listen, O Israel. This is sort of my shorthand version of what it said and what we read just a minute ago. But Listen, O Israel. The Lord your God is one. The God. So love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all yourself, your being, and with all your strength. Listen. Shema. This is the kind of listening Moses is calling for that leads to action. You agreed with me a minute ago that raising children is tough. Have you ever had to say listen to your children? <laughs> or maybe say it twice, or three times, listen. And usually it's the listen that has some kind of action that you would like attached to it afterwards, a response, the kind of listening that affects you, affects your thinking or affects your behavior, your attitude, the way you talk. Listen, Israel which is a different kind of listening than something else we are accustomed to in our house. This is the white noise machine. Is anybody familiar with this? Anybody have one of those or ever used one of those with your children? Um, there's an app for that, I know, and you, know, you can get your uh, personal devices to do it as well. But, you know, we put those on when the kids go to sleep so that they can fall asleep and they don't hear the sounds around them. It's just sort of a passive listening It's just a background noise. That is not the kind of listening that Moses is calling us to in this passage of Scripture. Not the kind of listening that makes the truth about God, about us, about the world, and about faith. Just this sort of background noise that we don't really pay attention to, but it's just there. But we go on doing what we're going to do. This is not background noise. This is not white noise. This is the word of God for the people of God. Calling us to know God for ourselves, with each other. And to love God with everything about us. All that we are. This is actually that the the Shema love the Lord your God is the first part of the great commandment from Jesus love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your being, with all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself which comes from Leviticus this was Jesus' answer to the question, what is the most important commandment, what matters most to us, Jesus this was his answer love God and love each other. Love God so that you can love each other. Love God by loving each other. Listen. Love the Lord your God. And then he said, not only listen, but keep this in mind. Keep it in the front of your minds. Recite this to your children. Talk about it when you're around the house and when you're out and about. Tie it on your hands. Put it on your foreheads. Put it over your doorposts and on the gates of your city. God is the Lord. Love God. I actually do this, and this is another sort of Jewish practice. This is called a mezuzah and um, you might see it if if you know someone who's uh, practicing Jew you might see this over their doorframe and uh, it, it just is a container for a scroll that would have this passage from Deuteronomy in it the Shema in it and you might see it nailed over the doorpost in keeping with this teaching quite literally so that every time you go in and come out you see it and are reminded It's nailed over the door frame in my office. So if you're ever going out of my office, you'll see it right up there over the corner. As a physical reminder. Moses says, let this be a part of who you are. Of how you think. Of how you live. Of what you do. Of how you talk to your children. How you talk to each other. Let it permeate your life. Tie it on your hands or on your forehead. Have you ever seen Orthodox Jews that have that box tied to their foreheads or to the backs of their hands? It's the same thing. It is that physical reminder. And where you might see somebody doing that and think, that seems odd or that seems outlandish. First of all, it's, it's a direct commandment to them. And they take it very seriously, Orthodox Jews particularly. But second of all, tell me you've never walked around with something on your head Or on your wrist that has some kind of message or meaning or logo every ball cap I have has somebody's logo on it whether it's my school or a sports company I'm walking around with it on my forehead anytime I put a hat on and I keep these on my wrist all the time tied to my hand reminders one of them is from the cheer squad that my daughter is on it's not that uncommon actually that the things that matter to us are significant to us, we keep them with us. We keep them present as a way for us to see them and be reminded of them and as a way for us to remind each other of them. All of these parents and family who brought their children to be a part of just this morning as a representation of the life of this church and the ministry that happens here with kids all the time, they're raising their children in this teaching, in this community, this faith-filled community so that they might be faithful people as they grow and they're bringing them to us we're all doing this together we're all living out the truth of this teaching and granted there's going to be times where it matters where you need specific assistance or support Something happens. You got three kids to pick up and only one adult. And so, how do you get them all? And you need somebody to step in. Yes. And there'll be moments in our lives where we have something going on that we don't know what to do with it or what to do about it, how to deal with it. Or we got something amazing that we want to celebrate and we need a community, a faith filled community to do all that with. But then there's also just the fact that just being with each other, with God at the center, just being a faith-filled community that will spend time with each other, that we can just sort of, by our very presence and intention and the things that we're going to talk about and the way we're going to talk about it and the way we're going to act toward each other, is going to bring the presence of God and the blessing of God among us. And before long, you've raised up children who have faith and have a compass and a direction. In this life and in this world. And hey, we may waver. We may stray a little bit here or there. And then as we continue, we raise up adults. Who have faith. And have a compass. And are going to live and interact in this world. In a way that honors God. And brings God's blessing. To anybody and everybody we come into contact with. This is the Shema. Listen, people of God. And our world is in need of people who can live this way, who will be faithful people and who can share it in community with each other. If I have to go to bed one more time or wake up one more time and read about a shooting somewhere where people are being mowed down, Our world needs faithful people who will handle life and each other in a way that is honoring to God. I just listened to a story about child labor in our country and how immigrant children are going to work and and working all hours of the night and states that are beginning to pass laws to let younger and younger people work later and later so that we can all have the things we want when we want them. Like there is our world needs faithful people who will engage with each other, with our neighbors, and with the world in a way that calls for the love of God above and beyond and in everything and anything else we might do, think, or want. And the way we do that is to love God with each other. It takes a church good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is the love of God the redemption of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the power of the presence of God's Holy Spirit in you and in me makes it possible and sometimes we get little glimpses of it and it's amazing may we be This church, this church, together, now and forever. If you're looking for a community of faith to be a part of, to find a place to do that kind of work for yourself, to grow your faith for your children, to grow their faith, I want to offer you Shamley First United Methodist Church. I don't know of a better one. There are a lot of faithful people in this congregation who are here for you. Because raising kids is hard work. Raising adults may be harder work. But by God, together, we can do it. I want to ask you if you'd make that a prayer with me this morning. Just right where you are. Our our musicians are going to come and they're going to lead us in one last song in just a minute. But before we sing and worship God, would you let the Shema be a prayer for us? That we would each listen to this message, to this good news. That collectively we would listen and hear it for ourselves and for each other. That at the very center, of who we are and what we're about, we would know God, our creator, our sustainer. And that we would love God with everything about us, all that we have, and make that our way of life. And that as we do that together, God's kingdom will come in us and among us. Oh God, this is our prayer together today right where we are God we're listening we hear we want to listen in a way that leads to response that leads to participation and action so God would you call us we're listening if it's something small Just a baby step. Or if it's something big, significant, that's gonna take me and some more, it may take time or even generations. God, we're listening. Would you call us? And we give ourselves today to be a part of what you're doing in the world and in Shambly. And this is our prayer together.